This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. The following podcast contains explicit language. Welcome to Mom and Dad are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast. For Thursday, September 30th, the Disaster at the Dentist edition. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer, contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column, and mom to Naima, who is eight. We live in Los Angeles, California. Hi, I am Amber Smith. I am Slate's podcast marketer, aka senior manager of audience development. Really excited to be here guest hosting for Elizabeth. And I am mom to 14-month-old Marley, and we live in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. And I'm Eamon Ismail. I'm a staff writer at Slate Magazine, and I am the dad to a three-month-old named Musa. On today's show, we are answering a listener question from a parent whose seven-year-old has become terrified of COVID swabs and going to the dentist's office. How can her mother calm her child's intense medical fears? Then we give some advice to a listener who wonders how she should respond to other parents' comparison of her child to their own children. How can she politely steer the conversation in another direction? On Slate Plus, we're discussing the burning desire to hide from our kids every now and then, because sometimes, often, it's just too much. (laughs) The tricky part, however, is explaining this to our kids without hurting their feelings. But first, we're going to kick off the show, as we always do, with Triumphs and Fails. Amber, welcome to the show. Thank you for being here with us today. Uh, We appreciate you jumping in for Elizabeth. Do you think that you can kick off Triumphs and Fails for us? Oh, yes, I can kick off triumphs and fails. Okay, so I have a triumph of triumphs. Okay, for me at least. So childcare has been a roller coaster post-maternity leave. Just really trying to figure that out while being a working mom and balancing all of that during COVID and like the extra anxiety that that brings. So we've been through two nannies and we are trying to find like a nanny share situation, right? Because it's like a lot more affordable. And for those who don't know what nanny share was, because I had no idea what that was until I had a baby. It's like you share a nanny with another family and it cuts the cost down. And you kind of like the kids go to one house. So we started a nanny share <laughs> with a family that I literally met at like an outdoor concert called Porch Fest. We met at like the kitty concert. <laughs> and so thought it was going to be great. Me and the parents vibed. Babies were cool. They were both the same age boys, like awesome right so we started it it was terrible awful the other baby was like i'm not i'm not messing with this i don't like your house i don't like your son i don't like this nanny so it was like it was it was a trip like the mom couldn't do anything his separation anxiety was super bad and so like she couldn't even she got no work done that week like she couldn't go to the bathroom without her kid like just losing it and you know usually like lose it for a few minutes and then they're fine he was never fine And so, like, unbeknownst to me, I'm, like, upstairs working, and the nanny broke up with the other family while I'm, like, upstairs on a meeting. So I have no idea that this is all, like, going down in my house. I just come downstairs, and they're gone. And so, yeah, so it was, like, crazy and terrible. But the thing was, I loved this nanny. Like, this nanny and my kid were, like, a match made in heaven. Like, his whole world lights up when she gets to the door in the morning. And I'm, like, what is this? So I was, like, well, can I keep you? Like... So I had this nanny who's amazing, 
by myself and I've just been looking for another family to share with so I can actually keep her because <laughs> mm-hmm. right now it wasn't sustainable and I finally found a match y'all Aww. like the heart flutters like <sighs> the oh, peace that it brings that like I get to keep Brenda <laughs> and we have like another family that the both kids love and it's interesting because it's like a, there's an age difference like her 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 daughter is seven months old so it's like definitely an age and developmental difference but they all mesh so the nanny share has begun that is my triumph of the week <laughs> that's amazing <laughs> that's a huge triumph congratulations yes. i'm so hyped for you thank you thank you thank you wow what about you amen so i've i've sort of had mixed feelings about this it's sort of like a long, it's not like one singular thing happened. It's sort of the opposite of that. And I, and I feel like I'm starting to just lose my composure a little bit around the baby. I was just so, up until this point, I've been very delicate with him, right? This is like my three month old. I've been treating him like a basket of eggs. And I can feel myself slowly starting to slip from from being like the composed super dad that I've been trying to be to being like the person taking all these like shortcuts and messing up and screwing up and it's just really starting to hit hard this week for me. I don't know if it's like a 3 month hump or something, but I'm really just exhausted and and I can feel my my like my my quality of work at my job slipping. I can feel like the cleanliness of my home falling apart and and you know, even my relationship with my wife and his mom, I, I feel I can see like the like the foundation start to buckle a little bit. And I feel like I'm on the brink of insanity a little bit. I don't know if it's because I'm not sleeping. It's just something something's up, something's up and I can feel it happening. So that's where I'm at right now. But uh, no, it's just been it's been really difficult. My baby's been waking up every hour on the hour for like the past two weeks. And so I just haven't had more than an, an hour of sleep. And even then, it's like, you're not getting an hour because you spend a half hour feeding him and then burping in him. And it's just, I'm dying, yo. I'm, I feel like I'm dying. Yeah. That's where I'm at. I'm so glad you're being honest about this, though, because I feel like we don't talk about this enough and how hard it is the first year with a baby and how detrimental the sleep deprivation is and that nobody prepares you for the depth of the sleep deprivation like it, you literally i know exactly what you mean but i feel like my body and my brain would be like on the fritz so don't you're you're definitely not yeah. alone in that everything's normal <laughs> like this is what three month old is <laughs> but it's 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 such a challenge and i think you just got to take it day by day um i remember there was times where i would just like look down at him and be like why did i do this yeah <laughs> So, like, know that you're not alone. Yeah, you're not alone. Do what you got to do to support yourself and your family and your and your wife and your partner so that you guys have really community around you as much as you can during COVID. And keep talking about these things and, like, make it known, like, hey, I need a break and, like, take that break. Like, one thing I do for myself now, I started doing when Marley was about seven months, is one week in a month, I go to a hotel. Oh, wow. And just, like, be a person again <laughs> you know <laughs> so yeah yeah and sleep you know yeah. still not all night because i was breastfeeding whatever but yeah and just like have a moment to like be a person and not like a par- parental machine 
you know, Amy, it's also not a bad time to talk to someone if that's not something you're already doing. You know, I think therapy should be part of the like postpartum package at the hospital. Like they give you, you know, a couple of diapers and some instructions. And I think they should also strongly encourage that new parents have some sort of psychological support because it's difficult. And your partner in this is going through the exact same thing on a more profound level because of the physical changes that are involved. You know, so it, it it's you don't have her to lean on. You have each other to lean on, but you can't fall into somebody's arms right now. You have a child who's falling on you all. And it is hard. You know, people don't talk about the first 18 months of a child's life with very fond memories. There are these sweet moments. You know, there are these beautiful things that happen, but it is a very, very difficult time. And it's OK that you're feeling that way. It's to be expected that you're feeling that way. But if you're finding that you're on the brink where you feel that you don't actually see yourself being able to go on, right? Where like the solution of how to navigate through this doesn't seem like it's there for you like it typically is. That's even more reason, I think, to to get some outside support. Yeah, I'm definitely going to look for it. I think that's really good advice. One of the things that I would like to talk to a therapist about is this weird guilt that keeps coming up and, and like sort of cycling around. Only because I know that as the dad, I have a whole different experience from the mom. And I'm not waking up to breastfeed, and my boobs don't hurt, and my body doesn't ache, and all of the things that I'm not going through makes me feel weirdly guilty for even complaining or even feeling any type of way. You know, when I see my my partner shouldering on and, and hanging in there, I almost feel like I should be hanging in there too as well as she is. And you're right, I, I do need to I need, do need to hit somebody up. I'll, I'll fill you guys in next week. Please do. <laughs> yes. And thank you for being honest about this because postpartum depression in dads is something that's not talked about as much. And like we all go, it's like such a profound and immediate change to everything in your life. And you literally have to figure out who this new, who your what your relationship is like now and who you are and like while being sleep deprived. So such good advice, Jamila. Such good advice. Yeah. Well, we're thinking of you, Eamon, and yes. you know, sending you all the best. And I know things will get easier. It's hard to hear that. You'll be hearing that for quite a while, but I but <laughs> trust us, they do. Thanks, guys. I feel better already. Oh, I'm glad to hear that. I have a fail, irredeemable, and I don't <laughs> care, which is terrible. <laughs> so my daughter's taking dance a couple times a week now, and it's been an up and down thing for us. It's something she was really enthusiastic about until the reality of like, oh, I have to go dance after school. So there's like a couple of hours, it was like almost two hours between dance and the end of the school day. So dance ends at seven. And when she's with me, there's a 30 minute drive home. So like, this is kind of a late day and there's homework. And for whatever reason, on the day that she has dance, it's like, she has the most fucking homework, like so much homework. And wow. it's like, I, I've always hated homework, you know, <laughs> since I had to do it. I don't believe in it. You know, the studies say that it is not good for kids. You know, it, it impacts quality time with their families, their ability to rest. It causes unnecessary stress and oftentimes doesn't reiterate anything that they learned in school. It's a waste of everyone's time. Most teachers don't like giving it, you know, but unfortunately we got stuck with it. And so we did what we've been doing for the last couple of weeks, like on Mondays, which was we went to the mall food court. I got her a Subway sandwich and she settles in to do some homework, changes clothes and then goes to dance. So we were able 
able to get to Subway, get to the mall. Now I know I'm going to have to like bring food. I'm like, okay, how many things can I cut down from this? Because for the second week in a row, we were not able to get her homework done in between the time, you know, from me picking her up into going to dance class. And so when we get home, it's late and she has to eat dinner. And, you know, it just didn't happen. We did some of it this morning, but part of it didn't get done. I didn't write a note. I didn't make a thing about it. I was like, well, you know what? I graduated from college, Naeem, and I didn't always do my homework. That was all I had to offer. That was my big, <laughs> I was like, well, I went all the way to, you know, 13th grade or uh, whatever. <laughs> and they let me finish and I graduated and I didn't do all my homework in college either. So how about that? So <laughs> I'm setting a terrible example for my child. But you're being real and I bet she appreciates it. Yeah. It's like, it is, it's not, I don't think it's terrible. I think it's realistic. Like to me, it's like also that moment of like, not one thing is going to define your future either. You can, you know, sometimes you fall off the wagon. That's okay. That's not going to be a defining moment of your future. You're not going to like not make it or, or fail everything because you couldn't get homework done this one time while you're figuring out how to adjust to dance class being a part of the picture. You know what? That's how I feel too. So I, I just hope that, you know, next week is easier because I'm like, I will gladly have the same excuse every week <laughs> and it'll end with a conference and I don't want it to be there. I don't want it to go there. Like, I also feel like the teacher, like if I asked nicely, maybe she could get like an extra day to do her homework, but I don't know. I just want it to go away altogether, but it's also not being graded in the way, like she's not getting grades the way that I once did. Like there are these marks and scores that are still very confusing to me. So I don't I don't know but thank you for agreeing with me that <laughs> fuck homework at least every once in a while mm-hmm. so with that let's handle some business before we get into our show first please y'all subscribe to the show if you haven't already it helps us out and the show will automatically show up in your feed so it's good for you and good for us And if you want even more of our show, you should become a Slate Plus member. You get a whole bonus segment every week. Here is a sneak peek of what you'd hear today if you were a Slate Plus member. This week, we're talking about hiding from our kids. Actually, Naima called this out maybe when she was five. She said, you love being alone and I hate it. And it really blew my mind, you know, that she already was able to recognize that about both of us and that it put us in odds in a way. I was raised as an only child in my household. And so I'm used to a certain amount of alone time and solitude, even though my mother was typically right by my side. There were just still times where she had to cook a meal or clean or take a shower. I had to occupy myself and I got used to that. Not only will you get extra fun segments like that, you'll even get bonus episodes of your favorite shows like Culture Gab Fest and Big Mood, Little Mood, and you'll get unlimited reading on the Slate website without ever hitting a paywall again. So if you want to support Mom and Dad are Fighting and support Slate, sign up for Slate Plus. It's only a dollar for the first month. Just go to slate.com backslash mom and dad plus. Slate's parenting newsletter is the best place to be notified about all of our parenting content, including mom and dad are fighting, care and feeding, and much more. Get all of Slate's great parenting content in your inbox every week. Sign up at slate.com backslash parenting email. Before we get into the rest of the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda, whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. 
Find inspiration for your new vibe every day at sax.com. Your brain needs support, and new Ollie Brainy Chews are a delightful way to take care of your cognitive health. Made with scientifically backed ingredients like Thai ginger, L theanine, and caffeine, Brainy Chews support healthy brain function and help you find your focus, stay chill, or get energized. Be kind to your mind and get these nootropic chews at ollie.com. That's O-L-L-Y dot These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> well... That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. And we're back. Okay, on to our first listener question, being read, as always, by the incredible Shasha Leonard. Hi, Mom and Dad. I'm in desperate need of your help. My seven-year-old daughter is having major anxiety around both the dentist and getting COVID tests. As a younger child, she would go along with anything, but now she screams, cries, fights, and hides behind things to protect herself. She needs fillings soon, and we barely got them done last time. Plus, she had her fifth COVID test today, and after working for 10 minutes on getting her calm enough to let the nurse do it, the nurse accidentally jabbed her hard with the swab and confirmed all of her biggest fears. I honestly don't know how I will get her to stay still long enough for these two fillings, or for another COVID test. I've tried everything I can think of. She gets laughing gas at the dentist, but the last time, I still basically had to just hold her down while they drilled, and I felt awful about it. I don't want her to have medical or dental phobias for the rest of her life, but it's getting almost impossible to do these basic things that we need to do. What do I do? Mm. Okay, Amber, I know you had a doctor's visit today. I'd be curious to hear what you're thinking, but can I just tell you? So <laughs> I did not know that 
there's a thing that they do at some children, a pediatric dentist office. Cause I think I just went to a regular dentist that saw kids when I was little. Um, Mm -hmm. But my daughter goes to a pediatric dentist where they've got all this kid shit set up. So the rooms look like little spaceships and they're trying really hard to make it kid friendly. They have this apparatus thing. It's very old school that looks almost like a straight jacket attached to the table or to the uh, patient's chair. And my stupid ass let them use this thing on my child once it was i hope that she is not traumatized for life she we were attempting a filling and so we tried having all the nurses hold her down and me hold her down none of that's working and so they're like okay got this thing where it's like these large it has velcro and it straps around the kids arms and stops them from moving and oh my god my daughter screamed so loud they were just like mom we can't do this and i felt so bad i was like oh my god i let them put the baby in my in a straight jacket for no and it didn't even get the goddamn feeling oh i just knew when the straight jacket i knew when the straight jacket went on that everything was going to at least get done yeah but no it, it didn't and so have you amber how <laughs> okay how was your doctor's visit today was there a straight you know what y'all because the doctor brought up the dentist because he has eight teeth now and says that like there his first he should have his first dental appointment and i was like what <laughs> what, is, what does that look like for a one-year-old <laughs> oh my gosh i am uh, i i i do not know wow one thing, like, when I think about, like, medical procedures, because he had to get blood taken last time, and he was nine months old, and I was literally shaking, because, like, how do you, how do you, you know, do that with a nine-month-old? But our doctor, she's really amazing and so gentle and so sweet and kind. She taught us, like, different ways to hold him that provide, like, extra comfort. So he's he's feeling like he's next to me, he's feeling me, like, he's he feels safe and secure in that way. Um, and like it's you know held down enough, but like held down with me mm-hmm. to help him through things like like the the blood draw, and it was way less scary than I had made it in my mind. But if you're if with an older kid who already kind of knows what's coming and what's happening, or what's gonna happen, and have had like scary experiences before, yeah, I'm curious to to know what you guys think. <laughs> <laughs> I was definitely that kid who was so afraid of the dentist. I was. I would I would freak out. I would freak out every time I even we were in the car. We would go in that direction, even if we weren't going to the dentist. <laughs> I'd be like, I know where you're taking me. Let's turn. No, I'd freak out. It was so like medieval. This places that we used to go to. You know, my dad had like an, a friend from the army, the Egyptian army that would had his own little private room in New York City. So we would go there, and my dad would get all the free stuff because the guy was just like practicing and using stuff that he wouldn't use on our actual patients. It was. legit scary it was legit traumatizing you know i had a problem going to any dentist or doctor for a long time after that but the one thing that made me feel a little bit better was i I got a little bit of agency i got a little bit of choice so what my mom did was she showed me pictures and showed me all these pamphlets saying look you got to get this cavity filled which dentist do you want to try which one do you want to go to Mm -hmm. and that made me feel so much better and she also gave me a veto power where she said, look, if we were got there and there was like something that you didn't like or any somebody you didn't, you didn't like their attitude, whatever, she said, let me know and we'll try to figure it out. And if there's nothing we can do, we'll, we'll go see somebody else. And that, that honestly was like the last time I was really afraid. That was it. That really solved it for me. Obviously, my baby doesn't have any idea what a doctor is yet or anything like that. But I really like what you said about the holding technique, like the idea of like cradling someone in your arm and keeping them close to your heart. 
that makes perfect sense to me. I don't know. Jamila, what do you think? I think, you know, I would still research if there's some sort of positioning or holding even for an older kid that could provide them some comfort, particularly during a dentist appointment or getting a shot, which I would imagine that your child may have a problem with if they have a problem with COVID swabbing and the dentist and may have to deal with if a vaccine for children is hopefully introduced soon so our kids can safely participate in society too. I would say with the COVID test, your child should be able to be trained to administer the test themselves. I would get some home tests and practice. It's not fun. It's not a good feeling. Nobody likes getting a COVID test, but I do think that your little one could be instructed to do it themselves and having control over putting the swab up their own nose as opposed to being at the mercy of someone else who unfortunately, like the last nurse, did exactly what they were afraid of and stabbed them. But I think that that could be an easy solve. You know, it's going to take some time, maybe not an easy solve, but, you know, get some snacks, get the table and a handheld mirror and sit down and, you know, demonstrate doing it yourself and teach your child how to do it. And when they're taken to a testing facility, you know, hopefully they'll be allowed to do it themselves. A lot of places will let you do it or require you to do it yourself. And if not, you know, hopefully once they've gotten acquainted with doing it safely themselves, they'll feel a little bit less scared at the idea of allowing someone else to do it for them. As for the dentist, you should do some research and see what kind of pediatric dentists there are in the area that specialize in scared patients. There are a lot of them out there. We had a night great experience, but Naima went back to the same dentist office with her father and saw a different dentist and was able to get her filling without the straps, you know, just had somebody with a really remarkable bedside manner who was able to get her calm and cooled out. And I think that with something like dentistry, it can't be on the parents or even with the hospital. And I know we don't always have a lot of options when it comes to who's going to be the dentist and who's going to be the doctor. But if you have any, I think it's really important that you you exercise them here because it's a lot of it's difficult for a parent who's not a medical professional to be tasked with making a child feel comfortable with something that they don't have any control over. You're not the one with the little scrapey thing. You're not the one bending over their mouth. It's bad enough to, you know, I struggled to get my kids to let me pull out a splinter and she trusts me more than anyone in the world. You know what I mean? But there's somebody else who's going to be doing things in their mouth, you know, fillings that can be as someone who had root canals and, and silver teeth and all that stuff. My daughter and I both, our teeth are just a fucking wreck. Um, we need, we both need so much dental work. Dental work is scary and it doesn't necessarily stop become, it, it doesn't stop being scary just because you've had a lot of it, you know? And I think that, it's a fear that some of us have just learned to manage that this is going to be uncomfortable. This is going to make me uneasy. This is going to hurt, but I have to do it. Talk about the alternative for what happens to your mouth. You know, you may need to pull out some pictures. What happens when you don't get your feelings taken care of? You know, you could be in a lot of pain. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty much all I got. I would say do your best to try and find a pediatric dentist or somebody who, you know, deals with, frightened patients. There are a lot of them out there. And uh, just understand that this is probably a fear that's not going away anytime soon. It's just one that you all are going to have to learn to live with. Yeah. Speaking of finding a dentist too, 
because I personally dislike dental work deeply. Like, I don't even like getting my teeth cleaned. I didn't, no. But my dentist has a support dog oh. in the office <laughs> that, like, comes and sits on your lap so sweetly and nicely that you can, like, pet while you're getting work done to, like, keep your stress and anxiety down. So I do think there are dentists out there, yes, that can give your daughter some some form of peace before before getting these these treatments done. How do you guys feel about rewards and, like, promising rewards? I mean, I have no doubt that the letter writer already tried something like this, but I imagine that something like that might work. What do you guys think? I think rewards are great. I think, honestly, we're raising children in a capitalist society where, like, most of our labor is in some way connected to some sort of end goal of getting something. And, like, they're going to have to learn the value of that, of working toward a thing and being rewarded with, you know, money. So So I don't... I, it's awful, but I'm like, you know what? I didn't start the fire, yeah. you know, but I got to get this kid to the dentist, to the doctor. I am a reward. Like, I am good for let's get ice cream. We can always get ice We can't whatever ice cream afterwards. Cool. You know, I, I definitely think that I would incentivize these difficult occasions, you know, especially after a feeling you might feel, you know, soft about the mouth for a little while. You can't eat your favorite foods, but later that day we can go get frozen yogurt. Yeah. And I think also just like, you know, acknowledging that this is a really tough thing and reminding her that she's brave and that she can do hard things. You know, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Well, thank you for your letter and thank you for listening. We hope that this becomes a lot easier for your little one. And if you are a listener with a parenting conundrum, please shoot us your own email, mom and dad at slate.com, or you can go to our Facebook group by searching Slate Parenting on Facebook and you can leave us a question there. All right. Our second question. Take it away, Shasha. Dear mom and dad, I need some advice on how to politely shut down a conversation with another parent who won't stop comparing my child to another child's achievement. As an example, recently this other parent commented that so-and-so scored a perfect SAT. What about your kid? I mean, that's good for them and all, but that has zero to do with our current situation, and this isn't a dog show. I can never think of things to say back to comments like these mostly because I'm roiling inside. Can you help me come up with a response to these types of comparisons? Oh my goodness, who wants to take this first? You'll have to stop me because responding to nasty people is my favorite thing to do. (laughs) I have no problem with pulling someone aside and just being like, hey, don't do that. Just stop it, stop it. It's It's not good for anybody involved. But I do realize that there are some times where people don't realize that they are line stepping and they have no idea that they are treating their babies like they're at a dog show i I mean there has to be a certain point a certain threshold that if you do feel like it's it's being crossed you as the mama bear the papa bear have to step in to protect your family so if if it really comes down to it you really can politely as you can ask somebody hey uh, I, I I feel like when you're saying X comment, you're, what you're really doing is this, and you, what you're really doing is you're, you're you're basically putting them in this weird position. You're putting us in this weird position. It's not fair to us or the babies. Let's just let's just not do that. Instead, you can try instead you can try giving them a compliment like, "Wow, this is really nice," 
and having like separate conversations about different people. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I feel like I've already, I've already dealt with something like this before, and my baby like just came out. Like as soon as they popped out, somebody was like, "Wow, uh, that's they look even cuter than their cousins." And I was like, mm, "No, no, don't say that. Don't say that. That's weird." You know? Yes, yes. And I think it's. I think people do it with babies a lot. With like, oh wow, they're saying this many words already, or oh, they're not crawling yet. Oh, they started crawling at this age. And so I think like with babies, I, I think I've also had to like check myself not to get caught up in it. It's like, oh shit, my baby's not doing this yet, or like, oh well, their baby's doing this, like you know, internally. But like, if somebody was coming to me with like the whole SAT thing, I would shut it down with disinterest. Okay, cool. Like, don't buy into it. I think just don't buy into it. Just don't play the game with them. Yeah, Naima was telling me about a friend of hers who tends to brag about her her things because she's pretty well off. And, you know, I, I and some of her experiences. And I told her, I said, the, the best way to meet that is just to be disinterested, you know, and I think that's that really is it, Amber. Like, you don't give them what they're looking for, right? Which is you're not showing them that you're feeling disappointed or insecure about your kid, nor are you getting into a pissing match with them. It's just like, that's really great. You know, Mark hasn't taken the test yet, but whatever he does, we know he's going to give it his all. And, you know, he's worked really hard this school year and I'm excited to see, you know, what comes next. And, and leave it there. You know, it's not a contest. First of all, like, I don't know that under those circumstances, it's one thing to say, you know, I'm feeling nervous about college or we just got, you know, Alex's results back. Have you all gotten yours? I kind of need to talk about with somebody. But outside of that context, that is very personal information, you know, and it is very petty and small for this family or this person because their child got a perfect score to run around telling other people that because short of a perfect score, now what parent would want to say what their child's score was? There's nothing that matches up to what their child got. And that was the point of them telling you that they're being a jackass. Don't feel the fire. You know, you don't need to say, well, they didn't do so great in the SATs, but this swim match, you know, just disinterest. That's really great. Just disinterest. So happy for you guys. Just disinterest. Just disinterest. Because like also I feel like the people who do that are probably extremely insecure. Absolutely. Like if you feel the need to, you need to have like something, like you're extremely insecure. Just be secure with you and your babies and what y'all got going on. Like there's, yeah, there's there's no no reason to sip the Kool-Aid. Like don't <laughs> let them bring their demons to your door. Because honestly, what interest would somebody whose child got a perfect SAT score having any other kids SAT scores unless they were just close to that person and, and invested in their success, in which case it wouldn't be raised that way. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It would be like, hey, how did the test go? You know, really pulling for you mm-hmm. like. This person is a loser and their child got a perfect score and they probably did not. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like the insecurity. Let me ride this wave to the end. Yes. <laughs> oh, man. You know, Amber, you said something a minute ago. First of all, I, I agree with you guys 100%. Disinterest sounds like it'll work. Uh, but there is like a little bit of me where I am maybe silently to myself comparing my baby to other babies. You know, mm. and I, I had to stop myself from doing it. Like, I, I, never, I don't ever express it. Like, I don't talk about it. But there is, like, one kid who I met this week who is just so freaking charming, who is just really awesome. And <laughs> all he wants to do is, like, be a good kid. 
you know. So his mom is like, hey, make sure you finish your your chicken and your beans. And he's like, yes, mama. And he's eating. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, w- I want my kid to be like that. But I, I, I don't say it out loud, but I can't. I, I got to stop myself from doing it. I know it's a problem. I think it's just natural. You know, one, it's not like your kids are the same age. So you're not looking at your baby and saying, oh, you're so mediocre, right? You just have <laughs> I seen, kinda am. Met I kind of am. I'm like, yo, But do you've something. met an older child. <laughs> but you've met an older child, you know? And you're also at a, at a point in which it, it's hard not to feel somewhat frustrated by the amount of work that is going into a being that is very capable, that is capable of very little mm-hmm. right now. You know, and so comparisons to just bigger kids are natural because like, wow, won't it be fun when you can do this? I can just tell you to eat and you say, okay. There's <laughs> nothing to feel guilty about, though. Nothing to feel guilty about at all. And I always remind myself, like, every kid has their thing. Every kid has their thing that they're, like, great at and something that they're, like, I have surrendered to the fact that my child doesn't sleep. Oh. My child doesn't sleep. We woke up four times last night. Like, you know, like, we're like, in my mind, I'm like, wait, we're, we're past one years old. We're not supposed to do this anymore. But like, it's just, my child doesn't sleep, but he is a champion eater. <laughs> champion eater. And he can say 20 words. Like, you know, like every kid has their yeah. thing, you yeah. know, what they're yep. good at and what they're, what they're not going to be good at. So just like, yeah, surrender to that and get excited for like seeing that kid should get you excited for what, what little Musa will be doing at that age. Yeah. Like how cool they'll be at that age. What what personality traits they'll have at that age. Yep. So much to look forward to. So much. <laughs> Such as the SATs, which are an increasingly irrelevant measure of academic capability. Always have been, mm-hmm. but it's, you know, it, it's better known now than it was when we had to take it. So hopefully letter writer, regardless of what your child's scores were, you are not feeling something more than annoyance at this person for being so obnoxious about their child's perfect score and that, you know, they haven't caused you to to worry or to stress over what comes next for your kid. Just keep focusing on what, what you all are doing and what, you know, comes next after high school graduation and let, you know, insecure folks do what they do. And with that, those are our questions for the week. Again, one more time, if you have a parenting problem or concern or something that you could use a little advice with, send us a note at momanddadislate.com or leave a comment on our Facebook page by searching Slate Parenting. Before we get out of here, of course, we're going to do some recommendations. I'll start with you, Eamon. What are you recommending this week? Oh, I had a great one. So I would love to recommend this app that my brother recommended to me when my baby was born. It's called The Wonder Weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I see Amber like flipping out. Yo, it's it's a really great app. It's a really great app. Game changer. What you do is you put in your baby's due date and your baby's birth date. And then it basically just tells you exactly when your baby's going, like brains is going to change. And, and it basically sets up all these milestones for you and gives you great alerts and great information on how to help your baby through all of these very difficult, like, evolutions in how they experience life so right now i know that my baby is freaking out and crying all the time because they're experiencing leap number four right so they stopped experiencing life like as a certain a set of patterns now they know that it's certain events and that there are certain patterns that are connected to other events and so now i know as a parent how to help my baby along during that time and i know that because i have the app how long he's going to be like this this is going to be like for like four weeks 
So I'm, I'm feeling a little despaired maybe because of that too. But, but I'm so happy that I have the app. It, I think it costs like $3, something negligible like that. Uh, but I would highly, highly recommend it. I second that. I feel like Wonder Weeks made me such a more compassionate mom and understanding mom. Because when you understand like, oh, they're in a leap, their brain is on overdrive. This is why they're waking up every hour or like freaking out or super grumpy. It's like it gives you so much compassion. I'm like, what is wrong with you? It's like, oh, yeah, your whole world is shifting. Your brain is on overdrive and you're trying to figure some stuff out. So, yes, that has changed the game of parenting for me. I, I, I recommend that to everybody as well. Such a good wreck. Awesome. Nice. Very nice. Well, what about you, Amber? So I want to recommend this butt cream, (laughs) this diaper cream. (laughs) (laughs) We're both like very in like baby mode, Mm -hmm. but it is incredible. It's come from like this small batch store and literally after one application, I'll change the diaper and it'll almost be gone Two like within a day. Any Mm -hmm. kind of like diaper rash redness is just gone. It's incredible. It's like from heart to heart, apothecary shop. I have the same jar I had since he was born because that's how little I use. Very nice. What's the name of it, Amber? It's from a company called Two Hearts 24. And they have like a bunch of different lines and they have a baby line and their diaper cream. (laughs) Bomb. (laughs) Very nice. We'll have a link to that in the show notes. Um, you said butt cream. I got excited. Then I realized it was for babies. <laughs> so too bad for me. Okay. Well, this week um, I am recommending a book. It is called Ways to Make Sunshine by Renee Watson. It's about a little girl named Ryan Hart. She is an adorable little black girl who's very Ramona Quimby-esque. That is something that is mentioned a few times on the book jacket and in the Kirkus review, got a starred review. And it is true. Renee Watson is a Newbery Honor and Coretta Scott King award-winning author. It's a very sweet book. Ryan is a fun little girl getting into shenanigans, much like Ramona Quimby, who's also a star of our household these days. And it's just, a lot of fun. And I've mentioned before that Naima has not been always the most enthusiastic reader. So finding books that get her really going, get me excited. So strongly recommend Ways to Make Sunshine. Love that. Love that. Love that. So with that, that is our show. Thank you all so much for listening. Amber, thank you for joining us. So You're happy to be here. This is awesome. Oh, thank you. <laughs> You're the best. One last time, if you have a question for us, email slate.com or post this Slate Parenting Facebook group. Mom and Dad are Fighting is produced by Morgan Flannery. For Eamon Ismael and Amber Smith, I'm Jamila Lemieux. Thank you for listening. Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.